this episode of The Interface, I speak with Arthur Heimerichs, EMEA Sales Director for the Amphenol Industrial Products Group. Arthur has been with Amphenol for over 20 years in various sales and business development roles within the industrial group. We talk about his passion for connectors and how much time he puts into his knowledge of the products, being able to pass that on to his team and his customers. We talk about working through the pandemic and the huge success with developing a new online resource tool for AIPG. We talk about how being fluent in five different languages helps him in his job and how he trails his father who's fluent in 11 languages. And we discuss his Desert Island album, book, and movie. This is The Interface. We'll just get started here. So tell us about what your role is in Amphenol. What are you currently working on right now? Yeah, so uh, as of uh, 2015 and 2015, I started this new journey as a sales director for uh, Amphenol Industrial Products Group. Mm-hmm. So Martin, uh, when he became the, uh, the VP for industrial after Amphenol has been slightly reorganized, I got this uh, this new job, new challenge. Um, that means uh, uh, yeah, selling for all uh, the Amphenol operations related to the industrial product group. So that these are more or less 18 operations. Yeah. And uh, so I take care of their interest in the EMEA region. Uh, so EMEA means uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa. So the center of the world, if you look at the typical world map, <laughs> But, uh, and maybe time zone, since yeah. we have a lot of uh, conference calls ongoing and we are always in a good spot because uh, we have always a benefit in the morning Asia and in the afternoon, um, uh, the, the US. So, um, yeah, so that's my uh, my current job. And I do this now since uh, I said January 1 to 16 was really when we started. We kicked it off. We had also a nice kickoff meeting in Italy where uh, the whole team joined, even Adam gave a nice introduction uh, introduction uh, speech. And uh, yeah, since then we have uh, grown, grown, grown. And um, I must say it's, it's a very good uh, example of cooperation between the different operations. So uh, once the different sales team members do are incentivized and are uh, interested in selling all operations, they become less selfish and maybe less linked to a specific operation. And uh, and I must say, we really benefit on cross-selling and upselling. So it's a great, uh, great experience so far. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm glad to hear that. And that spirit of cooperation, I've certainly seen that over my time here at Amphenol. With, I, I've been here almost 18 years. I've seen that get better and better and better over the years. Uh, sounds like you have a similar experience. You're with the industrial group. As you said, there's a number of different divisions around the world. And the range of products is is staggering. How do you, as the sales director, kind of keep your mind wrapped around all of the different products and technologies you can offer to your industrial customers? That's a good question, and I think it's difficult. Yeah. Uh, now, me as well. It's now the twenty second year with Amphenol. Um, I started with Amphenol is as uh, this reselling operation in Europe mm-hmm. called Azo at the time. Uh, which allowed me in a way to work with multiple operations, although Amphenol at the time was much smaller, but it allowed us to work from Infocom, RF, automotive, military, industrial. So it was a very good school to um, to have an approach, a multiple product approach uh, in uh, on the different product series. And then slowly, uh, yeah, getting more specialized, moving then to uh, Amphenol Industrial, more focused on IO Interconnect, 
uh, and then with the different acquisitions slowly with training uh, and I have a massive crazy passion for connectors so I study them I read them I make presentations for them and I love them um, also because it's close to 50% of my life I do it so it's um, it's it's uh, it's a big passion for me and uh, and making these presentations you learn more and then of course the, 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 the secret is also transferring this to the team uh, so really showing the difference between the products because uh, we also get to a point that we see some overlap yeah and uh, overlap is sometimes difficult to handle but if you really go deep in the product there is always a differentiator which makes one product better than the other. And it can even be just a location where it's manufactured, so proximity to the customer, or some minor differences which still allow you to uh, decide which way to go. Mm -hmm. And um, But it's a continuous training, training and studying. And uh, sometimes it, it's uh, it's uh, when you get a big acquisition on top, it's uh, it takes some more time. We have recently acquired... Uh, uh, in uh, in Germany, a company called Connec, uh, now officially uh, Amphenol Connec, yeah. and they've it's a it's a large, a relatively large acquisition with a lot of uh, a lot of product series, and so it takes us some time to to get uh, to get up to speed, but uh, with the passion, with the training, and with the material, also we get available. Uh, they make us available. It's, uh, it worked out well, and, um, and we start seeing the new designs ongoing. And the nice thing is you have to relation with the customers, so you can broaden your portfolio, show a, a larger range, and, um, yeah, and access and touch more applications. Yeah, I like the way you put that when you talk about um, connectors and just products in general, where you're trying to find that one, I don't know, I guess I'll go to a, a classic school definition of marketing and trying to find that unique selling proposition, right? Like what makes this made by Amphenol special to your customers? Yeah. And I, I like how you describe trying to find that in each and everything that, that you're trying to sell. You also said, I, I love connectors. Why do you love connectors? Why is that? I, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I have this, I mean, also with my children, when you do things, do it good or don't do it. Yeah. So, uh, it's my job. I do it the whole day. Um, if it would not be a passion, I would do something different. Right. Uh, and even my education, and maybe we talk about it later, but my previous job or my first job in a way was something totally different. So I started as a rookie, but I just put myself 100% in it and, and I want to understand what I'm doing and what I'm selling, what our strengths are, what our benefits are, uh, because without this, I guess you miss you miss opportunities and you're not able to explain well to your customers, to your partners and to your colleagues, uh, you know, where are the strengths and the weaknesses as well, because it's important also know our weaknesses uh, and always to highlight more our strength. <laughs> so it's a, it's a passion and, and I love looking into catalogs and making the presentations, make them understandable for somebody who just jumps in totally new. Right. So with new colleagues, and that's an important part as well to make new colleagues who join Amphenol, this big connector world, uh, uh, easily uh, familiar with the products. And having an easy presentation to read with some pictures makes the product easy to understand instead of going through maybe a 100-page catalog, which may, may be a little bit difficult. Yeah, but not for you. You enjoy it. No, I, I do enjoy it, yes. <laughs> and I went through them so many times and yeah. I had all these little extra 
I call it cheese paper. So, yeah. you know, it's a piece of paper, you write something on it, and then it's added on, you print something and it's added, and then you get all secret suffixes. Yeah. I still remember I have this secret Enfano Aerospace at the time, AIO suffix summary, which nobody knows. Yeah. And it's yeah. all hidden, added on the catalogs. Uh, I mean, square millimeter to American wire gauge across. So all these little things, I add them up and I have my little custom catalog with all little notes and uh, yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's, uh, I enjoy it a lot. It's, uh, I always have this, uh, this, this passion for connectors. And... No, it, that's clearly evident. I mean, it's clear that the, the passion is a huge part of, of why you've been successful and, and why you're, you, know, you enjoy doing what you're doing. I mean, that's obvious. And, and it sounds like it's, it's not just an important part of your job and your life, but it's, it's absolutely 100% essential to you doing the job you want to do is being yes yes for me it's key yeah yeah, yeah. say my free time it's uh, yeah do, do it good i mean otherwise don't do it but yeah. that means in this case change change job i would say or, or, or find a different job or a more relaxing or a more specific yeah. job maybe we're in the same same company but it, it's it's uh, whatever you're doing do it the best you can i mean put yourself in 100 percent or even more <laughs> yeah yeah now, with being a sales director now in the past, let's call it year and a half, and not being able to do your normal sales job of being in front of customers all the time and, and guiding and mentoring uh, salespeople that are in your team and bringing on new people and showing them the various factories and all that, how much of a challenge has that been for you? I'm, I'm, I'm curious because much of your life, especially your work life, is on the road and in front of customers and working with your sales team. So how, is, how have you been able to adapt to that? It's, 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 it's a new challenge. Uh, I mean, being able to mentor and, and, and support and help your, uh, your colleagues and your team, uh, that's also very rewarding for me. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes maybe spending less time with the customers, but with, the, uh, with your team, allows you also to go through these technical aspects and explain them. So I still have, I think, enough opportunity. Uh, I mean, a little example, I will have a, a product presentation uh, in three weeks, I think, with one of our distribution partners on a product series, which I'm very, very familiar with. And, uh, and they were looking for somebody that had some language skills problems. So at the end, I said, I will do it. So I will have a one hour. So I will still find my little spots during even our sales meeting sessions and the introductions and, uh, and sharing also the data with, with the team. Um, it, it's, it's still, we have, I have enough opportunity. Sometimes we get some new leads and I give some, some, some hints to the RSMs, to the regional sales managers to support and, and some ideas. And then I transfer the, the opportunity. So I still find some some um, little spots where I can I can still exercise my my connector uh, craziness. Um, but on the other side, I mean, also this coaching and training, uh, and have some some yeah meetings with with more let's say important uh, high level meetings with management of our distribution partner customers strategically still the products always show up. Yeah. Um, so at the end, uh, always some questions pop up. So talking around the product, it's still, uh, there's still enough room to do so. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Adam itself, our CEO, uh, he, he knows the products very well, talks yeah. about the products. 
uh, and 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 has the passion for the product. So you always find a moment to talk about the connectors. I think. <laughs> so you you enjoy being a, a bit of a player coach or a player manager from time to time, huh? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think yeah. that's that's uh, yeah, yeah. I still uh, I still participate a lot with also with some day to day job. And, yeah. And, uh, that's good. I mean, I guess it keeps you fresh, right? It keeps you sharp. Do you try yeah. to instill that same, maybe not to the level of you, but that same, um, in essence, passion for uh, product knowledge as a key to success for your sales team? Do you try to really preach that? Yes, yes. I still think and convinced also because the examples I have of our management and we have a very strong management overall in Amphenol, uh, product knowledge still, I mean, um, is is very very strong. Uh, you mentioned before uh, we started uh, Luke Walter, which is also one of our uh, senior VPs. Mm-hmm. He has a very strong product knowledge, oh, yeah. and I think this passion is important to understand still our strengths and weaknesses. Also for our M&A program, um, what are the gaps? Uh, where what should we fill? The knowledge of the products for me is very important, of course, uh, but this can be learned. So uh, we have sometimes new skills we, we acquire and they are very strong in, in other, uh, let's say more maybe in, in the, the customer itself. They know the customers better. They know specific markets very well, but at the end, slowly then they get into the product mood and maybe they don't need to have the full knowledge because they may be more specific to a a market segment or to a customer or a key a key account so uh, but still even in once you have defined your sector your market uh, in that market you should know your products yes i think it's it's an important part and i always incentivize product trainings to have operations uh, distribute data we have also recently um, set up a cloud system called mm-hmm. Nextcloud, and I think it's very interesting where we are within our team. Initially, it was a kind of sharing platform of, of data. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have now all different folders created, and uh, based on uh, the type of data contained in the folders, we give access to our distribution partners right. and even now to our customers. And, uh, and there as well, it contains really product presentations, market presentations, product pictures, price lists, of course, mm-hmm. uh, all with limited and dedicated access. Yeah. But it's a great tool, uh, drawings to have uh, to allow our team, and that means the sales team, but also the BDM team, but also our customers to access our data quicker and have a quicker overview. It's all with links and uh, it links to the catalogs we have uploaded. I think 700,000 part numbers now identified wow. the product series, the operation. So the web page of the operation yeah. and all these tools, um, yeah, do help as well. Um, even the sales team, but also our customers to understand the products quicker because time to market is, uh, is one of the big changes oh, yeah. Yeah. over the last, last two years or one and a half year. So how is that? that new tool changed your business? Like what positive impacts has that has that had so far? I think it's this last one and a half year, we have spent a lot of time home mm-hmm. uh, because there was no other option. Uh, we had to protect ourselves, we had to protect our families, we had to protect our customers, uh, our colleagues. So there was a lot of restrictions. Um, I personally have spent some time in the office, but it was complicated. We had a lot of restrictions. Uh, also a lot of help from corporate for sure on with all different tools but still our life was limited 
So at that point, but still the customers' expectations were like going up. It's, yeah. It was a very strange effect. And I call it like the, 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 I don't know, the Amazon effect. Yeah. Today you can buy on Amazon more or less everything and right. you get it the next day. So the expectations today are from customers, I should go to your webpage or send you an email and you should give me an answer right away. Yeah. Uh, and historical uh, emails took a little bit more time, uh, and but now the expectations are very high. So instead of having them asking, I was thinking, why don't we prepare a, a platform where they can access to? As you know, we do not have a single corporate website uh, with all our data uh, in it. So we have multiple websites based on for each operation, one more or less. Right. And some are better than others. Some have a lot of data, some less. So I said, why don't we create one platform where all the customers or customers, not all, but customers and our distribution partners can access and pick the data they need. Right. So we started putting, of course, the catalogs was the beginning, uh, but we have multiple catalogs and multiple operations and multiple websites. So we've put them all in one place. Then we have created catalogs by market segment. So we have now a folder with all the catalogs by market segment, which of course is easier to search for customers because all these uh, acronyms for Amphenol, they don't really know them, what AIO and ACON is. And uh, and then we said, why don't we add some product presentations? Then we start making a folder with product presentations, nice, up-to-date, all with the same layout. So you really get this one-phase industrial group phase to the customer. Right. Uh, all the catalogs were named the same way with all Amphenol Industrial. And then we said, why don't we make some market presentations? And we added very uh, detailed market presentations by the main market segments where we are operating. And um, and then we got product pictures to help our distribution, price lists. Then we made one single price list for all operations for the, our distribution partners, mm-hmm. which was also something totally new. So we have spent some extra time on this during the lockdown, uh, but the benefit is uh, is massive yeah uh, we get i think we are up to 800 subscriptions today wow uh, from customers uh, and distribution partners we have i think 400 distribution partners subscribe even out of the us now they ask to have access to it and it's global so uh, it's all in english language so anyway everybody from all over the world so i've created different groups sales team north america sales team asia uh, groups by customer, by market segment, uh, by distributor, and they all have different access rights. And they, I must say, majority of the customers are really happy with this tool because it allows them to get the data immediately, like from Amazon. Yeah, that's and great. what they miss, they still will ring the bell. And yeah. um, and so, but that's uh, that is good. I mean, we still need some engagement. I think the face to face. Oh yeah. Web to web or virtual, virtual, whatever. But this contact with customers is still very important to me. Yeah, no, that's great. That's a great way, I think, to probably uh, answer a lot of initial questions, right? Like that 70 to 80% that was probably pretty easy to answer. Uh, this type exactly. of a tool will safely and, you know, without taking up too many resources internally, answer a lot of those questions. So that's a great exactly. tool. Glad to, glad to hear that that's going on in the the AIPG group. So we'll back up now. We'll go to young Arthur growing up in the Netherlands, right? So that's correct. Yeah. When so, you say young Arthur, I always think of Martin because 
he was always calling me young Arthur, young Arthur during all meetings and sessions. And yeah. now lately he's saying, young Arthur is not that young anymore. Okay. So maybe we have to find a replacement. King, uh, King so, Arthur, uh, maybe? King Arthur? Yeah, uh, well, no, I don't really know. I'm not, no, not King Arthur. No, okay. That's, uh, no, young Arthur I still like. And, okay. And, and, in, and in a way, it's, it's, uh, that's also how I started. Uh, yeah, I started, I moved to Italy when I was six years old with my parents. So my dad moved to Italy for his job. And um, so he is, uh, he is a teacher at the uh, European school. So he was a teacher at the European school. So moved to Italy and, uh, and I was six. So of course, with my brother and sister, I moved with them. Yeah. And uh, since then, I didn't move back. Uh, to be honest, I'm the only one because my parents at the end moved back in 96. Uh, my brother and sister uh, moved back to the Netherlands, although my brother made a little jump in Canada for a year and uh, but myself I finished high school I did this international high school then I went to university in Milan uh, economics and then I had this summer job I started uh, for it's called Royal Dutch Touring Club which is a kind of uh, I think in the US it's called the AAA I think triple oh, sure, A sure sure right yeah for so, yeah, and they people provide, traveling uh, the roads anyway, yeah. tourist support yeah. abroad so it's a very large uh, pretty large company in the Netherlands. And, uh, and of course they were cooperating then with all other um, similar companies from other countries like the ADHC in Germany and, and, uh, and the AA in the UK and a few others. And we had these uh, big centers, school centers uh, to support tourists abroad. And the reason really was my language skills. So, because my move to Italy uh, as a d little Dutch, little Dutch young boy, <laughs> young then of course there. on the street learned yeah. Italian. So I'm now fluent Italian and Dutch. Uh, because still at home and at school, Dutch was my main language. And then French and English was also teached. And uh, and my whole family has this kind of language thing. So the minimum is five. Yeah, wow. So I had to respect. So I'm also at that same level where my dad, uh, he was, he reached the 11. So he was, uh, he was the, the winner. But, uh, and I think his language skill helped me to get into this job. And yeah. then uh, I met my today wife or uh, that time girlfriend and she also graduated psychology uh, she was working in hr and she got through her company where she was working for a request for office manager for a company yeah so she said but looks based on the job description interesting interesting job so why didn't you apply and uh, i said yeah why not of course my wife was a little bit like conflict of interest. So in a way she presented me as a candidate and stayed out of all the other processes. Yeah. But at the end, uh, Alberto Zaldini, which yep. I guess, you know, I know he hired me. Uh, he is today sales director for EMEA for the military division. Right. He hired me and uh, that's how I started. And since then, um, yeah, I worked really uh, well with him over the, over the years. And then slowly Amphenol has reorganized and at the end, I ended up working with the industrial group with Martin in 2005 yeah. and uh, as, uh, as business development manager. Before that, I did a few years sales manager industrial, which was pretty new for Amphenol. We right, didn't right. really have industrial business at the time, although we had, but it was like a little bit under the military umbrella. It was a... I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then slowly I moved to BDM and then business development director. And then uh, after this last reorganization in 2016, January 2016, I started as uh, sales director for, uh, for, Mar for Martin in, uh, in the industrial group. And, um, and it, uh, it's uh, since then, it's uh, yeah, a very nice journey in, in Amphenol. I always have, uh, yeah, I'm 
I had a nice career, I must say. Always very happy and proud to work for Amphenol. Did, um, did you have any idea what the company was about before you joined them? No, not at all. I yeah. think if, if I think Amphenol, the first uh, the, in Italy, especially maybe because we have this company making uh, hearing um, systems. Yeah. Uh, I would think pharmaceutical maybe in the beginning, <laughs> yeah. mostly. Uh, but then, of course, you dig in, check on the internet, and try to understand what it is. And uh, and I must say, it was a, at the time I think four hundred million uh, was much smaller, maybe twenty two years ago. And uh, but meanwhile, we have uh, yeah, we have grown. So it's a uh, it's a uh, yeah, great journey and a fantastic company. It's uh, yeah, n- nothing to say. It's, no, that's <laughs> excellent. It's public, so yeah. Is there a story, and you don't have to be specific you could be fairly generic that is just this wild and crazy sales story from over the years whether it's working with a customer or an amphenol division that when people say tell me some crazy story that you had at work over the years one that pops into mind that's uh shall we say safe to say without getting anyone in trouble i think with with, it's maybe even the reason that martin at the end took me on board i think that is a nice story we had a a a large oil and gas customer in 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 italy and um but our oil and gas business that time was still in a bigger umbrella so the support was not that easy and difficult but i still wanted to so i continued asking hammering 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 and at the end I found a rep in North America uh, doing oil and gas, and I started working with him. And at the end, we managed to bring the business to a, a very decent amount. That, that means about uh, at least um, uh, six digits after the first one. Yeah. And uh, so it became a very nice amount of business, which we started really via a, a, a rep in North America, which mm-hmm. then was uh, transferred to Europe and sold to the customer. And uh, suddenly we discovered all new designs, cable assemblies, a lot of nice products, and it has become a very nice success. And that also became a big part of the industrial business I had at the time in Europe. And and I think, but I was, of course, we had some quality and delivery issues. So I started hammering, hammering, and uh, I don't give up easy. I'm like a bulldog. Sure. I get to your your leg and, and I won't. I won't let you go. And and I think at that time, uh, Martin was running AIO. Um, and so I started sending him emails, calling him. And and I think, uh, but it, it has been a very successful business. And still now we have still some nice business with the same customer. Uh, and uh, I think that was a nice example of, uh, yeah, of, of uh, what do you say, it's perseverance. So insisting, yes. not giving up. And um, your tenacity in a way creating this industrial path. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, was a nice, uh, was a nice, uh, and it opened a lot of eyes, I think, of maybe different way of doing business. So it's, um, yeah, a big change also for, for a lot of people opening. We have multiple countries. Uh, Europe is, is, a, is another continent with 27 countries, cultures. Right. But it worked out well. No, it's um, yeah. So I think that is always a nice story, which uh, also Martin, that case, is often reminding uh, how I ended up working with him. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's great, and he's a he's a great guy to work with. That's for sure. And 
I, yeah. I enjoy seeing him when he pops in here from time to time. So when you're not working and you're not passionate about connectors and you know copying things from from old catalogs uh, to make your own product presentations, what do you like to do in your free time? I I heard you say you have a family, so uh, you, you like to I spend a lot a of time family, with the yes. family. Is there anything else you like to do? I typically when I have free time, I spend time with the family. So I'm not like uh, running on my own and doing my own stuff uh, with my own hobbies. No, typically uh, I, I stay with the family. So I have two daughters of uh, 15 and 17, which yeah. are, of course, very intense. I'm a big minority <laughs> at home, of course, it's three versus one, yeah. which sometimes is difficult, yeah. uh, but still uh, very interesting, especially this age. And um, no, as I said, sport-wise, I'm a, I'm a big skier, so I love okay. skiing. Uh, but unfortunate, uh, over the last one and a half year, uh, it has not been uh, happening a lot. I mean, my last skiing was in February 2000. 20 yeah yes and um so it's a while uh, i've not been skiing but that is a, b a big uh, thing which i like a lot but typically then the whole family we all go together skiing we are not far away here from a ski resort so it's maximum two hour drive you are in nice places so yeah the location is is uh, for sure uh, the right one here and um and i'm still a hobbier uh, not with connectors but a hobbier so i love hobbying mounting dismounting now again we have worked on this new house or renewing of the house and and uh, yeah a lot i do on myself and uh, connecting disconnecting still <laughs> and, uh, and uh, so i have my black and decker yeah out everywhere to fix things and repair things so that's still a big a big, uh, a big hobby i like i don't like really doing nothing so i always tend to move and and, and inventing starting something yes and uh, and then hiking of course uh, i mean walking around here in the mountains uh, it's it's a uh, it's a great place so it's very yeah. easy you can just walk out of the gate and i'm in the mountains so it's uh, in the summertime that is uh, yeah, that is uh, yeah, also something I like a lot to do. Yeah, so that is my free time. Um, what's left of my free time? Because it's not a lot, as you know. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> uh, having a family intense. myself, yeah, I, I hear it. Yeah, it's. Um, but that's that's excellent as well. So, if I then take you out of the mountains uh, in mm -hmm. Italy and put you on a desert island by yourself. So it's not three versus one this time. It's just you're just by yourself. So you've already won, okay? And I allow you to bring with you one album, one book, mm -hmm. and one movie. We'll start with an album. Which album would you bring with you? Been, I told you my age, so I'm a big fan of the 80s, 90s, yeah. uh, that period. So And there's a lot of nice stuff, even before that, um, which are this revival, which... It's uh, very uh, popular on my uh, on my um, web radio. I think without branding a specific name, but I think yeah. everybody knows that one. And um, but if I would say a nice album I like a lot or music I like a lot would be Depeche Mode, for example. That's yeah. something which uh, I do appreciate has yeah. a, a nice beat. Um, but sometimes even some Pink Floyd, which is a little bit older, yeah. uh, it, it jumps in and. Um, yeah, so I'm in a way a multi 80s, 90s revival music. Uh, yeah. But, you know, 15, 16 years, 17 years old daughters, they bring you to new, discover new music, which I still know. I'm happy yeah. to, uh, to listen to. So, um, as I said, I, music it's, doesn't disturb me at all. I like it a lot. Um, but if I need to choose on my own island, yes, then it will be 
will be 80s, 90s, and maybe a nice Depeche Mode, Personal okay. Jesus. Yeah, there we go. So, well. yeah. yeah, so the Violator album. Yeah, okay. So we're good. So Personal Jesus, uh, Enjoy the Silence. Exactly. Yeah, Policy are. of yeah. Truth. Oh, very familiar since you and I are roughly yeah. the same age. How about a book? What book would you bring with you? Well, again, I, as I said, I'm not a big reader because I, I, I like to move around. So I would rather bring my Black & Decker, make a bar and, and invite some friends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big social animal, I must say. Even yeah. here at the lake, this, this house which I have here, I always have people invite people because I'm a big social animal. But the days really I am reading, which I must admit is not too often. I would end up more on 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 some some uh, what do you call it spy stories yeah. or uh, is it uh, so Ken Follett level sure. Uh, sure. type of book? So you know, the Eye of the Needle, or I mean, did this type of book would be my my selection? Yes. So uh, okay. yeah. So uh, these these uh, crime novels, I think they would be called as a yeah. as a group. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. How about a movie? Yeah. A movie, yeah, that's a good one. Now the movie which I've seen several times, multiple times, also because it's uh, I think it's a crazy movie. And uh, it's uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Pulp Fiction is an amazing movie. I mean, yes. all these little, uh, these little, uh, yeah, these little different characters which play in, and this little part. I don't know if you remember when they're driving in the car uh-huh. in one of their missions, and they talk about that in the Netherlands they eat French fries with mayonnaise. That's right. Yeah. And, which, yeah. to be honest, I do as well. I like it a lot. And if you've <laughs> never tried it, Try French fries with mayonnaise. It's really great. <laughs> I'm going to have to yeah. try. Yes. And it's it's yeah. a Royale with cheese, right? Not a quarter pounder. Exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. they also talk about drinking beer in the cinema, I think. Right. In, a, a, in a, a paper cup. They put beer in yeah. a paper cup. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. That was still allowed at the time. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, now I think that is a great movie. And it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, Mr. Wallace. Yeah. No, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> every time I still look at it, if I... It's on TV and I watch it again. It's right. Like, yeah. yeah, there's I think it's funny when I, since I've been doing these questions, I think there's probably at least two or three people that are roughly our age who've said the exact same movie. They just love Pulp Fiction. Um, it's, yeah, it's endlessly know, watchable, it's, I think, for, for a, a certain crazy. generation. But, but I think the one before uh, now, they didn't translate here uh, with uh, Mr. White, Mr. Oh, Black. Reservoir um, Dogs. Yes. Yes. Reservoir Dogs. Also, that one was great. I yes. must say, it, it's uh, yeah. very it exciting. Movie, yeah. Well, at, that sounds like a desert island I'd want to hang out in for sure. So, uh, great answers all around. Listen, I would Arthur, invite you right away. You know, I'm a, <laughs> yeah. a social animal, so yeah, once I know I'm you. Alone, I'll call you right away, and yeah. yeah, I'd come over. I'd definitely come over for that. So. Well, listen, Arthur, thank you very much for agreeing to do this. I appreciate it. It's good to see you. And uh, hopefully we get to see each other in person at some point here soon as well. Yes. So thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Thanks. Bye-bye.